Hi, I'm Kath Harrison. I'm a virtual PA from the UK. Uh, my favourite quote is, you don't need a new day to start over, you need a new mindset. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is exclusively brought to you by Goody, which provides effortless gifting for all occasions. If you're tired of sending tacky, impersonal business gifts, then you should definitely check out Goody. My friends at Goody offer a collection of hundreds of curated brands like Levain Bakery, Therabody, Milk Bar, and Ember Mugs. With Goody, if your recipient doesn't like your gift, they can swap it out for one they do like. You can find perfect gifts for any occasion, whether it's work anniversaries, birthdays, new hire onboarding, or company swag. It's free to start gifting, and you get a $20 credit when you sign up. Also, be sure to mention the Leader Assistant Podcast when signing up, and Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. So go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to disrupt the inefficiencies in your team's gifting strategy. Again, that's leaderassistant.com slash Goody. Hey, friends, welcome to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and I'm excited to be speaking with Kath Harrison today. Kath has 35 years of experience in the PA, EA, administrative roles um, throughout her career, and we're on episode 202. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 202. Kath, how's it going? Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Yeah, what part of the world are you in? I'm actually based in Derby, which is uh, Derbyshire. It's in the UK, and I'm kind of right in the middle of the UK. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I've always lived in in the Midlands. Okay, what uh, what's something about you personally? Do you have kids, dogs, cats, okay. uh, hobbies? <laughs> I have. Okay, so. Uh, I've got two two boys. Um, they're twenty and well, one, the other one's eighteen next week. Um, and so my eldest son, he's actually deaf. He's profoundly deaf. Um, and they're both working. We've got um, three dogs. I'm not married. I'm divorced. I got divorced um, 2017. Um, so yeah, I've, we've got three dogs that I tend to try and juggle during the day and work <laughs> so yeah it's um it's been busy my sons decided that they were gonna they were gonna buy these puppies during lockdown and now they've gone back to work <laughs> and just looking after the dogs <laughs> you're so, stuck yeah. with the dogs <laughs> i'm stuck with the dogs at home yeah nice well let's uh yeah thanks for sharing tell us a little bit about um, yeah, your career journey and how you became an assistant, and then we can okay. kind of go through that whole yeah. process and where you're at now. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So, um, a long, long time ago, um, <laughs> I, uh, I left school when I was 15. So I'm, I'm 51 now. So at 15, I left school, um, and I, um, went to, uh, well, I went, I went to work as, um, like, 
it was called a youth training scheme and it was almost like an apprenticeship for office for an office role back in the day um it was on 27 pounds 50 a week <laughs> um and it was like a two-year thing where you did um work you you worked um in a office environment and you went to college for one day um and studied uh, business studies so that's where i started um did that for two years and that was um in it's in derby with derby it, if I don't know whether you know, but it's a big train making um, part of the UK. We um, kind of um, have a quite a big railway industry here, and Derby is like the centre of it. And I, it was actually with British Rail Engineering Limited that I got that role initially. So uh, after the YTS finished, after the two years, I stayed on for another six years as PA to the planning manager. And um, yeah, so I worked there for eight years. Um, unfortunately, at that time, there was a lot of like privatisation of the railways and there was a lot of kind of redundancies looming and things like that. And I'd actually uh, met somebody who went on to be my husband, but we worked both worked in the same place. So it was a bit of kind of all of your eggs in one basket thing. And uh, with the redundancies, it was probably best that one of us didn't work there and didn't both end up getting made redundant. So I decided that I would um, leave and try and find another role. And also in those kind of um, industries, it's very much you're waiting for somebody to leave to get a, a role as a PA and kind of progress with, uh, within the, the PA ladder as it was then. Um, I'm talking, you know, eight, in the 80s, 1980s. And so anyway, then we, um, I, I got a role as a PA to uh, an IT director. And so from then on, um, I kind of, I worked there for a good few years and then he left because he got another role. He got some a promotion and he wanted me to go with him. So he, he lived down in London. So I went and worked for him, moved with him down that, didn't move with him. <laughs> I moved with the role with him and supported him for a couple of years. And then I was about to get married. So I thought it's probably best I'm not kind of in London most of the time and I'm probably find something closer to home. So I kind of got another job back up here. Um, yeah, and came to work then for Hewlett-Packard. Um, and I was then with Hewlett-Packard for 17 years. So I worked for, for them for quite a long time. As you probably know, they're an American um, corporation. Um, they were then taken over 17 years later. Uh, I had two little gaps in there for having the children. Um, but yeah, 17 years later, they were actually taken over by DXC Technology. And um, with that came um, some redundancies. They were relocating a lot of the roles. Um, we, at that time, a lot of my team were based all over the UK. We worked from home for HP. I'd worked from home for them for 10 years at HP. And in those days, it was quite, it was a really, you know, there wasn't many companies that were kind of, allowing staff to work from home you know i was gonna it, say it was, that's pretty that's i know pretty innovative. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was and at the time you know it was really it was really something that so many people what you work from home you know and well how do you work from home how, how do you do it so it was quite you know we, we obviously we never had the, the luxury of things like zoom and things like that then it was it was a bit skypey but not many people had it so it just tended to be voice conferences and things like that so um so yeah so 
Um, they decided that they were just going to have two office locations in the UK, but they DXC wanted everybody back in an office. And I was given a choice of, um, well, it's a place up near Glasgow in Scotland, which is um, probably about four hours away from me, um, or Newcastle, which again is about two and a half hours up north. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> with two children, um, it just wasn't a good, you know, a good move. So I decided to take my redundancy. And also at that time, I was going through, um, I was going through a divorce as well. So it was all a bit, um, you know, that wasn't really an option to kind of move the kids and get divorced and all the rest of it. So I got divorced. Then I went to work for um, the C, uh, the client. It was actually the uh, chief executive of a company in the UK called Euro Car Parts, and they were based about an hour away from where I lived. Um, I I worked for them for a year, moved back to try and get a job closer to home because it was a bit of, well, just with, it was a very long, there were very long hours. It was eight, well, it was eight till six, but then with the over an hour travel, it was a long day for me with having two boys at school um at home waiting for mum to come home and make the tea and it was about eight o'clock in the evening when I was getting back so wow. uh, I found something closer to home and then I got made redundant just before just before COVID now we didn't know COVID was looming it was you know just that in the February time when it was you know 2020 um it was just kind of um on the horizon you know if you got a cold you just got got asked if you'd been to china recently by the doctor you know that was about as much right. as they wanted to know um but so i uh, got made redundant started looking for a role had a new role lined up at derby university as the um ea to the uh, hr director at derby university and then covid just uh, just you know just came like a whirlwind um our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, came on TV and told everybody one Monday evening, um, you must stay at home. You know, companies need to, uh, everybody's got to work from home. You must not, you know, basically we were going into isolation. Nobody was allowed to leave home. And I'm now thinking, how am I going to start this job on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> so they actually contacted me, you know, and just said, really sorry, but, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. And so we obviously can't expect you to kind of sit around and wait. So if you're if you're still available when this is all over, come back to us. And I'm thinking, wonderful, I've now got no salary. There's no jobs. <laughs> um, what do I do? So I just kind of Googled and I'm thinking, I could do it from home, but how do I do it? So I literally just set to work trying to find out. Um, I didn't really know virtual assistants kind of existed at that point. You know, it was just one of those things of, can I do it from home? But then how do I find clients? And my whole thing was, I thought maybe I could do it through like a temp agency, you know, surely the agency, surely there's still people needed. But no, all the agencies weren't taking on. There was absolutely nothing. So, um, so yeah, I just thought, right, I'm going to set my own company up and I'm just going to go all over LinkedIn and tell people this is what I do and see how I get on. And it was, you know, it was quite daunting. I was kind of really, I will say now, if I wasn't pushed into that situation, I would never, ever, ever have done it <laughs> because I would never think that I would have had the confidence to set up my own business, to kind of um, 
you know, do the whole, as an employee, which I had been at that time for like 35 years in different bits and pieces, I've never had to go out and get the work. I've never had to do the marketing, the sales, the invoicing. Um, selling myself has been a real kind of, uh, it's, it's very difficult to go out there and try and sell you and try and, you know, try and get the work in. Right. Um, you know, what makes me different from all the other hundreds of VAs, you know, but you just build that confidence. And it's really now, I mean, so I'm probably about two and a half years in and I am actually so pleased uh, that I was pushed into that because I love it. I really love the role. Um I've, you know, I'm kind of fully booked now. Um, I've got some lovely clients. You kind of, you go through a process of learning. At first, it was a scatter, scattergun approach. It was like, I'm going to, I'm going to open pages on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok. And, and then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, it was like, you know what? I don't actually get anything or want anything off those platforms it's just the linkedin audience so it's establishing where you're going to get your clients where you probably know you know you will know this it's you know where do your clients hang out and you know and with my background in the corporate world it does tend to be linkedin is my is my platform of choice for finding clients and i do a lot of networking as well which um is absolutely brilliant for for just kind of um with the role that I do, you know, I'll have a client that will say, oh, can you find me? Um, I need somebody that can help me with this, this or this. And just the fact that I've, I think, oh, I know that guy that I was on the networking call last week. I know that he, you know, he does that. So, and this is exactly why as VAs, it's really important to do networking because if they're in the same situation and somebody says, oh, I really could do with somebody just to organize my inbox, this, that and the other. And they'll say, oh, you know, Kath, you know, I'll put you in touch with her. She, you know, so it's it's just I think that is a really um a really good thing to, for uh for VAs to 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 maybe, you know, spend a bit of time doing. But I don't get a lot of time for doing it at the moment <laughs> because I'm working and that's the whole thing, you know, along with your day job, you do have to be aware you've still got to try and keep getting clients to come in. You can't kind of sit on your laurels. I was talking to one VA earlier on today and Oh, she was she was a bit down because in one week, three clients have just gone. One of them has got mm. personal problems. One of them finances, um, and the other one, um, just the piece of work that they were working on has dried up. And it's it can go like that, and then suddenly, you know, you've you've like I say so. It's very important. You just still keep your visibility, and um, you know, just keep on. Keep networking, keep your visibility there, and um, keep posting on social media. Much as I, I don't really like posting on social media, but it's got to be done. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, that's Here awesome. I am now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for sharing your story. Uh, so, what are maybe throughout that whole process? What's maybe a tip for those listening who are debating? Hey, you know what? I'm I'm done with my nine to five in office job, I want to work remotely and I want to get multiple clients and kind of run my own deal. What, what, what's maybe your top tip for those taking that jump from in office employee to, um, you know, contracted virtual assistant or running your own virtual assistant business? Yeah, I think, um, 
it's really it's really good there's there's so many facebook and um there's so many facebook groups with vas in and we you know when i first kind of um when i joined these things i just thought everybody we're all vas so naturally everybody's going to be competing against each other but i've really found completely the opposite everybody is so helpful um and so the thing would be, I mean, if you know, if you go into Facebook and just search virtual assistant or, you know, um, anything like that for, for the group for, in the groups, you will find a lot and you can go in there and I do see it quite a lot. And there's lots of us. I mean, myself included, because I know I've been there and I know how it feels to kind of, you know, some of them, it's a bit more difficult for those that are thinking, I've got a full time job here. I could kind of set it up in the background, but when do I take that leap? You see, I was forced into it. And like I've said to you, I don't ever think I'd ever been brave enough to think, you know what, I'm going from like a steady income, um, right. you know, sick pay, holiday pay and all this to something. I don't even know whether it's going to get off the ground or whether it's going to work. So I do think, um, you know, just going in there and just just almost sitting on the sidelines for a bit and just listening to – I mean, I know – getting clients is a real difficulty for for some but there's lots of people out there who will help and a brilliant way of getting that experience first off is um associate work for other vas and i used i used to do this when i started so a va will say you know i've got a client and they need support with some personal admin Uh, it's going to be about five hours a week is there anybody that can help with that and you go in and obviously the lead VA has got the client, but you go in, do the work, and then you get like a slightly lower rate than what the lead VA is getting, but they're normally all really good. It's, you know, it's how I started off. Um, just It just gives you a bit of experience, a bit of kind of, just a bit of, oh, you know what? I mean, I started doing things again, a bit of a scattergun. Well, VAs do social media, so I'll, I'll offer that as a service. And I started offering doing social media posts as a service. And like I've just said to you, I hate doing my own. So why <laughs> on earth, I thought, <laughs> I would enjoy doing anybody else's. I've got no idea. So I don't do that now. I've taken it off my website because I think it's one of those things that if you don't enjoy doing it, you, I'll put it off. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'll go and do this first and then I'll do that. And then it's the end of the day thinking – why am I, you know, it's my business. Why Why don't I just do what I enjoy doing? And that's been a real kind of dilemma for me in thinking, well, VAs do this and VAs do that. And it's like, well, I don't actually, I've not got the experience. And I'd rather know that if a client was wanting something like that doing, they were going to somebody who, one, enjoyed doing it, two, had got a lot more experience than I have doing it. So I've just now, I stick to what I know and what I love doing. So it's made me a lot kind of, um, a lot more happier in my role and plus it gives me a lot more confidence because I know that I can do it with my eyes shut when I'm talking about something so it's uh yeah you go through a lot of these little learning curves I think when you're kind of starting out and thinking maybe you've got to do this and that and the other and um you haven't just stick to what you know or stick to the clients that you've supported I know some that will just support you know they'll just support like HR companies some will just support legal um you know people some like in the wealth management sector they've always worked in that area so they're really familiar with that my client my 
you know, I've worked for HP, I've worked for engineering companies, I've worked for, so I've got a bit of a varied experience with different sectors, different organisations. My, so I don't really have a, a niche sector what I support, but the, the tasks that I do are all very similar, whether it's to a solicitor or to, you know, I've got um, an, an author who's a client. He's a, he's an author, but is his his elderly mother lives near me and her husband died last year. And I've been going around and helping her with paperwork and things like that. And just kind of because he's on the south coast of the UK um, and I have just been kind of doing things. He kind of comes up every now and again to see her. And I go in and we've helped sort all the paperwork out for the wills and the probate and stuff like that. Um, and because it's only local, it's literally 10 minutes up the road that she lives. I, I do actually go on site for that. It's not something that I do with all clients. Um, East Midlands Airport, um, I uh, do their minutes, the minute taking for East Midlands Airport for their mm-hmm. community fund meetings. Um, and some of those are remote and some of those are on site. So, but, you know, it's it's just one of those things that you you decide whether you're happy to go and do on-site things. Now we can. It's lovely just to get out every now and again. So, you know, it's um, – I don't like it. I don't like doing it too much because there's a lot of wasted time. Right, <laughs> there's a lot right. of wasted time travelling around. But um, but I know that it only takes me 20 minutes to get up there. So – and I know, like you know, it's uh, it's not too bad a route, but uh, I certainly wouldn't go on site to see clients down in London once a week or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how did you, you know, or or let's step back a second. So, have you gotten to the point where, and, and if you're okay sharing this and comfortable sharing this, have you gotten to the point where, and how long did it take you, if if you have? Uh, where you're basically making the same amount that you were making at your day job or close to it. Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus and enroll today. Uh, I'm, I now make more than I made, made on my day job. Um, the differences, like I just mentioned, you know, we have to take into account holidays. You mm-hmm. know, if I'm off, I don't get any money. So I kind of, you know, you have to have a bit of a buffer. Um, sick pay, if I'm poorly, you don't get paid for being, you know, for, for not working. Um, however, you know, it's um, the the monetary side. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably... I probably get um, probably double a month what I used to in my old role, but of course that can change. You know, it's you've not got that stability. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You've not got that stability and that kind of thing. Well, I know on the twenty eighth of uh, November that I'm going to get X amount in my account, 
there's me outgoings, there's me incomings. At the end of the, of, when it's all gone out, I've got that amount to last me the month. Right. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And plus, oh, they've not paid the invoice. And mm-hmm. I've got to be. <laughs> and you yeah, got to track so them down. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Now, luckily, um, I've never had any, you know, bad payers, bad clients. But also, with a lot of my clients, I do retainers. And so that is normally payment in advance on retainers. And I think I, I do prefer it that way because then if they don't pay at the beginning of December, then they don't, I don't work. They don't work, yeah. <laughs> exactly, perfect. yeah, yeah. What's your what's your number one tip for working from home? Um, I've got this thing that um, I can never, I can't, I can't work, I can't work unless I've almost got ready for work. You know what I mean? I kind of have to, you know, I have to put my makeup on. I have to get dressed. I can't just come down and sit in my pajamas and work. <laughs> it just—I don't know. I just can't get in the zone at all. And I think that's what I say. I worked for Hewlett Packard for ten years, and um, I did have a luxury when I was—that was when I was married. I had a bigger house, and I had an office. And this is what I—I I aspire to get my own office in this house. I had to downsize when I got divorced, but. Um, you know, and it was literally I went into work in that in the morning in that little office and then I'd pop out at lunchtime, I'd have a bite to eat, I'd go back in and then I would come out, switch my computer off and, you know, that's the end of the day. Unfortunately, I don't have that luxury, like I say, of having a separate room. I'd love to, you know, that's one of the things I'm trying to save for that will come. But um, to have, you know, something, a, a, an office, perhaps, you know, one of the garden offices that people are, kind of having now right. um and to go to work to work effect- effectively in the garden <laughs> and then mm-hmm. come back out because the trouble is when you do live around it it's so tempting and i do it most nights and think right i've had tea i've done this i've done that i'll tell you what i'm just gonna go and check my emails and i'll just do this and then mm-hmm. i can sit here <laughs> and i could be here at 11 o'clock thinking i really need to go to bed but then i do kind of go to bed a lot happier because I'm thinking I'm ahead of myself for the morning now. I've got, you know, I know where, exactly where I am. When I go onto my computer in the morning, I've got nothing left to answer. I've got, you know, and I kind of get my daughter out. So uh, I think my tip would actually be, I do think um, you have to be quite, with me, I have to be quite disciplined to move from this chair mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point during the day because, um yeah, it's very easy just to sit here and then I think I'll do this, I'll do this. And then before you know it, it's like three o'clock. And I'm like, I'm not, I've literally not moved. And uh, so you do have to make sure you do have some time for yourself. You know, it's um, it's a complete myth that people just kind of work from home and do absolutely nothing and go swanning off and shopping and ladies at lunch and all the rest. Well, it is for me. I don't know. I don't know whether <laughs> I've not quite got there yet. But um, yeah, I. Um, I, I put more hours in now than I ever have as an employee. Mm. But then, you know what? When it's your own business, you're happier too because it's your own little, you know, it's your own well, little entity. Yeah, and you get to you get to see what the results yep. of the more work. Whereas if you're, you know, working that hard and working to the bone for someone else, you don't mm. always get to see the results. And so... Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, there's a balance, of course, but um, but yeah, I like how you said. You know, it, it can be helpful to have that designated space. Make sure you yeah. get up from that designated space, yeah. And then even having that routine of all right, I'm going to get up, 
get dressed, you know, get cleaned up like I am going to work and yeah. then go to that designated space. Uh, it can help you. I found that as well. Like I have a, um, thankfully I have a little office and I can just, you know, turn the light off and um, leave my computer and just go, yeah. yeah, go to, go to the rest of the house and try not to work again. Um, but yeah, well, Kath, thank you so much for sharing your story. What's maybe the last thing you want to say to assistants listening um, from all over the world? Uh, what do you want to leave them with uh, on this uh, this conversation? I I really think I, I I personally I've I've worked in this industry for thirty over thirty five years now and. I what what really sticks with me is I don't think that there's a lot of people coming into this kind of industry anymore. I don't know why it is. I think maybe people leave school and they've got, you know, in the UK, people have to stay in education till they're 18 now. So they kind of set the stall out to perhaps be doctors or, you know, something perhaps that they see as more of a career. But this to me has been a brilliant career it's been so varied I've um you know I've met loads of fantastic people and I really would like one of the things I'm trying to do I'm kind of getting involved with a few like PA organizations is to try and get younger people back into this role because we're all (laughs) we are all of a certain age (laughs) I do find (laughs) that I really do find that I've been to a few um PA kind of events down in London and we are all of a certain age, you know what I mean? So it would be really nice to get some um, some younger people really interested in this and to lose that perception that we are just, it's just office, just office work or, you know, the kind of perception that perhaps, um, I don't know, it's, I just think, and I think I've seen a few articles, I think I, see, I saw you post one quite recently actually about how, um, you know, indis- industries now are actually coming to understand how important it is for senior um, directors or senior people within the company to have a wing woman, a right-hand woman to kind of take a lot of that pressure away and stuff like that. So um, there will be, I think there could be, a, I don't think it will be a role that will phase out, you know, no matter how much tech comes on, there will right. still be that need for the PA. So if it's something that interests, you know, people, I've, I've always said, you know, if people want any information, you know, I'm happy to, um, you know, answer questions. If anyone wanted to email me or drop me a message via LinkedIn, then, you know, I'm, I like helping the younger people that I see coming into this kind of role. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'll definitely share uh, your website and your LinkedIn and all that fun stuff in the show notes, leaderassistant.com slash 202. If you want to reach out to Kath, uh, for those listening, uh, definitely check out her website and see what she's up to on the virtual PA side of things. Uh, but yeah, Kath, thank you so much again for, for being on the show and taking time out of your day and look forward to uh, yeah hearing more about how you continue to grow your business. Thanks a lot. Thank you for the time. Been lovely to meet you. Please review on Apple Podcasts.
GoBullows.com.